Thanks and good morning. I'm Jim Swan. And I'm Linda Smith. Linda is the CEO and the president of BBB Serving Western Ontario. Later on this morning's program, we'll talk about how the Better Business Bureau handles complaints about products or services. Accredited businesses strive to make sure there are no complaints. One of the standards of accreditation with the BBB is that the business will respond to all complaints in a timely manner. Well, London is known as the Forest City, and later we'll talk with Conservatory Inc. President Patrick Masterson for advice on maintaining the trees that make up that forest. Trees and shrubs are just part of your landscape. In this early part of the season, we turn to our lawn and garden with the anticipation that they'll be healthy and weed-free throughout the season. And to give us some tips on how to make that happen, we welcome Steve Day, owner of EnviroMasters Lawn Care. Good morning, Steve, and welcome to Ask BBB. Good morning, Jim. How are you today? We're fine and hope the grass is green. (laughs) Good morning, Steve. It seems it was a very long winter, and many of us are just now getting at lawn and garden work. What are some of the things we should be doing for our lawns right now? Well, the first thing uh, to do is get a light raking going, get all those mats out of there and uh, top dress and seed any areas that are bare and thin from the long winter we had there, so... That's the most important thing. When we do that uh, first bit of raking, is dethatching something we should think about? Uh, this time of year, it's way too wet. It destroys the grass and it doesn't get time to recuperate. So I would definitely wait till it dries out and wait a little longer. So, okay. And the first cut of the year, anything special about that? Uh, yeah, make sure. The most important thing is that the blade is sharp. We want the blade sharp so it doesn't destroy the grass. The blades of the grass and raise them more up to th- you know, roughly three inches. So it should be higher. Yes, yes. I see my neighbors out there rolling. Is that something? Uh, rolling compacts the soil. It all depends what kind of soil you're in. Uh, it is a good and bad thing. Okay. Right? I mean, if you're going to roll, I would suggest aerating so that way you get the holes in there. Uh, typically, rolling is just to uh, make your walking and your lawnmower a little smoother. It sounds like something we need to consult with you about on lawn care. Yes. What about aeration? Is that something you do every year? Uh, Typically, yes. Uh, I mean, it's very important. Some people don't like doing it every year because it's costly, but uh, I recommend when I do it, I aerate and I seed at the same time. The use of herbicides and some pesticides is banned in Canada. What sort of challenge does that represent to lawn maintenance in your uh, sector? Well, that has caused quite a disturbance in the neighborhoods <laughs> with all the weeds and stuff. It's hard to combat them with the new stuff that they have out there. I mean, uh, we can do our best. We're not going to get all the weeds for sure, but uh, the communication with the customers, the main thing that they realize we're not going to get everything the first time that we used to be able to. Now, EnviroMaster uses um, uh, things that are are safe for the environment, I understand. That's that's correct. Safe as they can be and uh, that's what we're allowed to use, and that's what we will do. And it's a safe practice between us and the customer doing a little more than they had to do it before. It works in conjunction and works out well. The Better Business Bureau is all about integrity and trust. You're listed as a turf specialist by EnviroMasters. What is the training needed to earn that designation? Well, some of us have uh, university degrees in in. Uh, Grass, turf, and stuff like that. We always go to a Congress show in, in January in Toronto and meet up with all the important people to tell us all the new things that's going on. And then you're always, you know, talking to everybody in the business and, you know, learning all the tricks of the trade and to make things work. Speaking of tricks of the trade, the EnviroMasters website boasts that uh, there's a new grub control that's been approved. 
Is this exclusive to Environmasters or is it something uh, that we can I purchase? I don't believe it's exclusive to us, but it is definitely in- exclusive to the lawn care industry. Uh, homeowners won't be able to get it right now, as, as I've been told. So there is a shortage of it this year, but it's uh, been proven to work, uh, you know, up 80 to 90 percent to uh, control grubs. Something else that was interesting on the website, a well-kept lawn reduces crime. How so? Well, that's just a, a, a perspective, I guess. I mean, if you're out looking after your lawn or you have people looking after your lawn, you're always sitting outside admiring your gardens or your lawn, so you're outside being aware of the neighborhood. So, I mean, if you see people that shouldn't be in the area, you're going to, you're going to take notice and you know ask somebody, who are you, or talk to your neighbor say, do you know these people? No, no. So then, you know, just just the common sense thing. Realistically, I mean, just because your lawn's green doesn't mean you're going to fight <laughs> crime. But it's just a, you know, you're out and you're you're outside all the time, right? You come home from work eight o'clock at night. You want to have a glass of wine with your wife. You sit out in the front lawn and or front yard porch, and you know, that's makes sense. Yeah. What are some of the insects that attack our lawns, and and how can they be combated when we can't use pesticides? Well, typically, I mean, the grubs is the worst. The, and like I said, we got this new grub control. There is a nematode option as well. It takes a few years for that stuff to take effect and timely with rain and everything else. So with the new grub control that's coming out, we'll be able to control the grubs for sure. So hey, Sometimes we uh, bag our, our lawn clippings and sometimes we don't. Is there a rule of thumb of when and how and how we should be looking at that? Well, typically, I mean, it's nice if you can just mulch it. And drop it right back into the ground because it's actually nitrogen fertilizer for the for the lawns. Uh, but you definitely don't want to have it clumps laying all over the place. If the lawn's too long, got a whole you know head of you, then definitely have to bag it, and so you don't have that stuff laying around. How does EnviroMasters uh, program work, Steve? Uh, are contracts for a full season or full service, or can you just come in and and get rid of my dandelions, or or what sorts of contracts do you do? We do whatever the customer wants. We just try to make it as easy as you know acceptable for the con- the customer. Uh, we do from anywhere from monthly contracts for the whole year, or full lawn care program for the season, or if you just call me up, say, hey, I got weeds, I want them taken care of. So, does there come a time when you need to consider ripping up the lawn and starting over with new sod or reseeding? I've had customers wanting it done, and I try to stir them away from it. But uh, typically, I mean, the lawn's going to be pretty bad shape for you have to redo that, right? Uh, I mean, if you get a, a few years ago, we had a bad problem with grubs and they just devastated the lawn. So obviously there's a lot of sodding going on, a lot of seeding and top dressing, right? So, But typically, I mean, it's got to be really bad for that to take place. Well, besides referring to the BBB directory, what are some of the things that we should ask a company like yours? Uh, the most important thing is if they have insurance. I mean... There's a lot of people out there that are banging on doors, doing things next to nothing, making it harder on us to do our job because we have the insurance, we have all the credentials and everything else, so we charge this much, but then you get the guy, you know, knocking on your door tomorrow saying, hey, we can roll and aerate your lawn for 50 bucks." Well, yeah, he, you know, breaks his leg on your property or runs into your house with the roller and, and he's got no insurance, now you're in trouble, right? What's the best way to get a hold of EnviroMasters? Uh, either by uh, email or phone. Well, Steve, thanks very much for taking time from lawn care to uh, give us a, a few hints on how we can make our lawns a little greener this morning. Well, thank you very much for having me in. You're listening to Ask BBB, and our guest has been Steve Day, owner of EnviroMasters Lawn Care, an accredited business with the Better Business Bureau with an A-plus rating. And you'll find them in the BBB directory when you search for lawn maintenance. And from there, you can click through to their website.
When we return, we'll talk about trimming your trees. Welcome back to Ask BBB, a weekly program produced by the Better Business Bureau serving Western Ontario. I'm Jim Swan with Linda Smith, CEO and President of the BBB serving Western Ontario. And we welcome now a business that is always looking up, up to the top of the trees. Patrick Masterson, President, and Alex Morrison, Business Manager of Conserva Trees, Inc., joins us now in the studio to give us some insight into keeping our trees healthy and beautiful. Welcome to Ask BBB, Patrick and Alex. Hi, Linda. Hi, Jim. Hey there. Why is it important for property owners to maintain their trees? Well, you know, trees are just such an important part of the community at large, and uh, they form such a uh, an amazing uh, portion of the property value of uh, of people's properties. And they just trees just take so long to grow. You know what I mean? There's so many things around your property that can be replaced in a in a day or even a week, but you know, trees take years and years to grow. So that's our main thing: is just take care of them. What sort of program should we be on? Um, I recommend, we always recommend that people uh, do smaller amounts of trimming and preventative maintenance on a more regular basis as opposed to letting things get really overgrown uh, and then having to call someone in to do a whole bunch of work on a tree all at once. The Conserva Tree website describes arborist reports. When and who might need such an assessment? Generally, uh, you'll only be required uh, to have an arborist report when you're dealing with the City of London or any other municipality. Um, But generally, if you're looking to get a permit to remove a tree, uh, you'll often be required to have an arborist report, someone with credentials. Um, Generally, they're looking for the ISA um, to basically assess the tree and um, let you know uh, in a report what uh, what you need to do with it. And a firm like yours, Conservatory, uh, can provide that arborist report? Yes, we have uh, ISA certified staff. Well, what's the goal of pruning a tree? Are, are there different objectives to pruning, Patrick? There are definitely different objectives. Uh, usually the aesthetic objective is, is why we're called. You know, people have, see, they look up and they see deadwood. They see crossing branches. They see, uh, you know, branches going too close to the house. That type of thing. And then there's also preventative maintenance type of, of pruning where uh, let's say you have a long horizontal branch that can get too long and it'll, it'll be prone to breaking uh, in the wind. So um, sometimes we'll, we'll get called in to reduce the length of a, of a branch like that just to make it less likely to, uh, to break. What is crown reduction? So crown reduction is uh, a technique that we use. Uh, it's pruning a tree to make it smaller. Um, it's completely different than topping. Like everyone has seen topping where you have these horrible looking cuts and it ends up not even looking like a tree. So crown reduction, when it's properly done, uh, leaves you with a, a smaller but still a good looking tree. Um, but I would add that it's 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 rarely um, appropriate. It, it depends on the species of the tree as well as the current size and, and the objectives of, of the property owner. So when we look at our trees and we decide we want to have conservatory come in and have a look, do you, you give us an idea of what needs to be done to that tree? Uh, is it something that we just have done once and it's uh, going to uh, do the tree for a time? 
Yeah, we we try to encourage people to get on uh, on sort of a, a schedule of let's say three to five years. Um, you're better off doing smaller amounts of maintenance on a more regular basis rather than letting things go for too long and then having to to come in and do a whole bunch all at once. It's harder on the tree to do that. It's much better to do smaller amounts over time. I had mentioned off air that I believe I have a sand cherry that's too diseased to save. How do you know when a tree is stressed? Uh, well, there's there's lots of, of signs and symptoms that you're you're looking for. Um, it it always just it's going to require a, you know a consultation in person and take a really good look at it. And there's a lot of there's art and science to it as well, right? There's a, there's opinions, and then there's there's uh, you know real signs and symptoms that you can tell. So um, there's a lot going on, and a lot uh, a lot of uh, knowledge is required to to really say what's going on there. When should you consider removing a tree? I think that uh, there's good reasons to remove a tree when uh, you see things like a large amount of decline in your canopy. Um, dangerous broken limbs, things like that. Often uh, when there's storm damage, you'll see um, that the resulting uh, damage that's left after the the portion that's broken is cleaned up um, would require a tree to be removed. Um, It's not always appropriate. There are lots of things that can be done to maintain your trees long term. um, But definitely when uh, you see something unsafe around your uh, property, it's, it's a good time to do it. So in the in Linda's case, uh, you might have someone come and have a look at that tree, like yourselves, and and give you an opinion on whether or not it can be saved, and then uh, proceed where where you need to. If it needs to be removed, um, if something happens during removal that causes damage, does my household insurance cover that, or do I need a rider, or do you carry special insurances? So yeah, any any properly qualified tree service is going to have a, a significant amount of uh, insurance coverage. Um, I'm not an expert on this, but I have read and been told that if you were to hire someone who was not properly insured and they were to get hurt, in that case, my understanding is that your home homeowner's insurance would be asked to pay for that. Uh, so it, it would be a really bad bad situation for a homeowner. So it's it's definitely something to, to keep in mind. When you're, when you're hiring a tree service to ask about their insurance coverage. That's a really good point. Um, is the emerald ash borer still a problem here? And are there other insect problems that we should be aware of? Sure, that, that's actually a really good question. Um, emerald ash borer is, is still a problem here in London. It's not going away anytime soon. We're, we're infested in ash trees. That The ones that still remain are, you know, um, they're limited in lifespan at this point. And uh, the expected lifespan of a newly planted ash tree isn't very good. So it's not something that uh, the city is planting. It's not something that many people are planting at this point because the awareness is is really good about the emerald ash borer. There's um, a second, uh, I guess, pest that's coming to town uh, likely in the next five to ten years called oak wilt. And it targets red and white oak trees. Um, and unfortunately that, uh, significant portion of, uh, the canopy here in London is made up of these large old trees, um, oak wilts. The main thing, uh, people need to know about oak wilt is to know about it is, uh, the best way to stop it from spreading is by being aware that it's an issue and that, uh, the firewood is the main thing that they suspect that it will be spread through people moving firewood. So, 
Uh, if you're having campfires, you're going camping, going up to the cottage this year, definitely buy your firewood where you're going to burn it. We're about out of time here this morning. We just want to ask one further question. What are some of the questions we should ask of a tree service before we uh, contract them? Uh, I would definitely ask uh, as far as their qualifications and certifications. So uh, in the province of Ontario, there are two main uh, certifications that you can get. One is called the ISA, which is International Society of Arbor Culture. Um, so that's the main one. And then the second one is the Ontario uh, College of Trades has a certified arborist uh, certification. So um, I would, if you're looking to hire a professional arborist, they, they should have at least one of those two certifications. And of course, we'd look to see that they're in the BBB directory and accredited businesses as well. Definitely. Thank you very much, Patrick and uh, Alex, for joining us this morning. Well, thanks for having us. Thank you. You're listening to Ask BBB, and we've been in conversation with Alex Morrison, who is the business manager, and Patrick Masterson, the president of Conservatory Incorporated, an accredited business with the Better Business Bureau with an A-plus rating. Look in the BBB directory under Tree Service to find them, and you'll be able to see their full profile and link to the Conservatory website. When we return, we'll talk about how complaints are handled by the BBB. Welcome back once more to Ask BBB. I'm Jim Swan with Linda Smith, CEO and President of the Better Business Bureau Serving Western Ontario. In the next few moments, we will be talking about how complaints that come to the Better Business Bureau are handled. But before we do that, we just want to note a few of the scams recently reported in our region. And one of those was that so-called grandparent scam. Yes, an elderly couple in Oxford County were scammed out of $37,000. So, a reminder goes out that if you've received a call from someone who claims that a family member needs your help, hang up and call the relative on the number you have for them. You can review all of these tips on this type of scam and others on the BBB website. And it's also on the website where people can register a complaint. It's an important part of business practices for any business to have a way to handle complaints. The more business you do, the greater chance there is that a complaint will arise. Almost all companies have a protocol for handling customer complaints. One of the standards of Better Business Bureau accreditation is that the company will address marketplace disputes quickly, professionally, and in good faith. So the company handles most complaints without coming to the BBB. Yes, and when we receive a complaint, we make sure that the consumer has been in touch with that company directly first. How are the complaints that come to the BBB handled then? Well, the first thing to determine is whether or not the complaint is the sort we do handle. For instance, we do not handle employee-employer disputes, discrimination claims, matters that are or have been litigated or arbitrated, and complaints against individuals not engaged in business. We don't deal with issues challenging the validity of local, provincial, or federal law, complaints against government agencies, including, including the Postal Service, and matters not related to marketplace issues. So once it's determined that it is a complaint, BBB can assist the company and consumer with, how's it handled, Linda? The next step is to gather information about the complaint. It must be something that relates to a marketplace issue, typically within the last 12 months. And it has to be established that the person actually did business with the company. And there are a few other things that the complainant will be asked to provide. What happens with that information? All of that information is forwarded to the business within two business days. 
the business will be asked to respond within 14 days, and if a response is not received, a second request will be made. You will be notified of the business's response when we receive it, or notify that we received no response. Complaints are usually closed within 30 business days. And how do people register a complaint? They can call the BBB office or visit in person, but the best way is to visit the BBB website. On the site, you'll find the information we've just shared. You'll find a Start a Complaint button. And from there, you can start the process. Well, Linda, that's just about all of our time now for Ask BBB. Remember, you can contact us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at BBBWesternONT. If you have a question or a guest suggestion, tweet us at hashtag AskBBB. And if you are interested in becoming a BBB-accredited business, call us or go online to BBB.org backslash Western hyphen Ontario and become part of one of the largest networks in North America. And thanks for listening this morning. Remember, you can hear past episodes of Ask BBB. Visit the Global News Radio 980 CFPL website and click through the programs to find Ask BBB. Until next time, I'm Jim Swan. And I'm Linda Smith. Remember, Ask BBB. And start with trust.